Hi, Sam. Hi, Anna. Guess who's back? Alice and Janney. Alice and Janney. <laughs> I wish that she could like pop out from behind, you know, that chair or something. <laughs> Guess who's back? I don't know who. Who's back? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Allison! Anna! Thanks Sam. for being here. Hey, no worries. No problem. I'm so, happy to be here. Since we're recording this in advance, and Allison, thank you so much for doing this with of us. Course. I really appreciate it. But since we're recording this in advance, we don't have feedback from last week's episode with Adam Rippon, but we do have feedback on you. Oh, God. So I'm going to read oh, this. No. Okay, this is feedback for Anna. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. Dear Anna and Sim, I discovered your podcast earlier this year and have really enjoyed catching up with all the old shows. And, and I'm listening to the new ones as well. I was listening to the Gerard Carmichael one this morning on my way to commute and cracking up on how he hates Dasani. Fuck Dasani. Anyway, Anna said something at the beginning of the podcast that made me want to write in and strongly disagree with her. Uh-oh. She said... I am not funny, and she said this oh. before, but this time I felt compelled to write into you guys and tell Anna that I think she is so fucking funny. I laugh out loud in my car every day at the things that she says, the ragging on Sim, the witty comebacks, and her improv with Karen and Kayla. You're a oh. comedy genius in my book, Anna. Oh my God. Thank you for the gift of laughter that you've given me during good times, tough times, and the mundane day-to-day. I hated the thought that someone who makes me laugh so much and provides me with so much entertainment maybe doesn't see that in themselves. So I guess I just wanted to write in and say that you're hilarious, I love the podcast, and that I really love you and admire you a lot. Thank you, Anna and Sim, for bringing light and laughter and some not-so-qualified advice into this world. Love, Mary. Mary. Yeah, here, here, Mary. Thank you. for uh, That made my day. Um, thank you so much. I thought that was really sweet. That was really, really thank sweet. you. And we seriously have the Sim best for, listeners. for reading that. And, and Mary, I don't know if you feel like moving to Los Angeles and living with me and petting my ego every day. I would just love that. But truly, I, I it, comedy is a very, it's a vulnerable state. And I oftentimes, I, do, I've, I feel like I crack myself up, but I then I get embarrassed that I do that. Um, but I, anyway, I really appreciate that. Thank you, Mary. I love you. That was really sweet. Okay, here I am. Let's get started. Okay, I'm, nice. I'm getting started. How nice. do we sell like a like a I don't know like a honey bucket company? Or anyway, whatever. Okay, did we do it? Yeah, we already did it. Let's get to. And now let's get to the show. This is Constance Zimmer. Guys, everybody thinks I'm so together. I'm really not. Isn't this fun? That is that is so true. Because everyone thinks that I like have fucking nothing together, which is true. It's very accurate. I don't know if I would say that about you. I think people that don't know you would say that. But then I think people that know you are like, she's juggling a lot of shit and kind of it's, it's getting the, by. No. I'm, t- I'm telling you, <laughs> the blonde hair like works miracles. Right. People underestimate me. Mm-hmm. And so then, if I do something that's slightly like functional, yeah, they're surprised. True and um, true. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, I think of the blonde thing, not of you, but of the blonde thing. Well, I was thinking about that actually before you came over here because when I uh, briefly had dark hair, I went out for very different roles. I went out for fewer roles, but they were more serious. They were, and people just in general. They weren't as friendly to me, but they treated me as though I had a little bit of intelligence, just like daily interactions a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
And then when I went back to blondes, like people just treat you a little bit differently. Yeah, I would like to know what that's like. Like, I don't like always having to pretend that I have my shit together even when I don't. But I think I actually blame the characters I play more than just me as a person walking down the street. But because I've played the characters that always are strong and have their shit together and don't give a crap what anybody has to say about them. People just assume that's who I am and that's what I'm like when I'm the absolute opposite. Well, yes, but I do think, I mean, you have the intelligence like radiates from your eyeballs and... um, What? Yeah. What are you talking about right You're looking at me. (laughs) You're looking at me with an intimidating look right now. No, I'm not. I'm just actually looking at you. You know, there's a lot of people that don't look people in the eyes. You you know this whole thing. Okay, I'm going to try this too. And when you actually look people in the eyes, some people get incredibly intimidated because it feels like it's... I'm, I'm, I'm gazing into you. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm stronger than you. I'm whatever, yeah. but it's not. It's like everybody, when you talk to somebody, you should always look somebody in the eye. Always. No, that's fucked up. It's, no, it's, no, it's animal. I feel like you're going to like take a bite out of my shoulder right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know me and you know that I'm not, and I wouldn't. And I don't know. I, it's I don't the know. hair though. I don't know. Or we, it's the bangs. We went on a group vacation. You were right next door to me. And you felt room. protected. Did you feel protected? No, I, I felt like a like sleek little panther was going to sneak <laughs> into my room and chomp me on the shoulder. But see, again, it was the hair, though. <laughs> Panthers, like a black panther? Yeah, you. Yeah. Dark hair. Have you ever changed your hair color? Yes, I have. I and changed it to, it was supposed to be red. It was orange or, uh, yeah, it ended up orange, but it was supposed to be red. It wasn't a good thing. And then I also wore like a blonde wig. And, and I how looked was that? Not good. Because I still have the really dark eyebrows, which I know is kind of like a thing. You would like, be people so do that. fucking sexy with a little blonde or like a pink, like a little bob. I mean, you you are you're fucking sexy with your. I'm I have stop. You're calling me intelligent and sexy. Why have I not been here before? <laughs> I have. I have a, a little black bob that I'll put on sometimes. A little wig. That'll be cute. Well, that, that's like Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Wait, do you do it with? You do it like. For sex? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, like now I'm the smarter prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't that funny? Like how, I mean, brown hair, just you're smart and blonde, you're not. Yeah. Do we think that's true? Do we know a blonde person that's super smart? My wife right there. There you go. Call her out. Yeah. Boom. Husband of the year. There you go. Amy is a federal prosecutor and she's about to have a baby and she's very, very smart. But I like, can I bring it back to me, Constance? Oh, sure. I'm because so sorry. You, I you, digress. You just digress. said, do we know a blonde person that's smart as you're looking at me? Well, <laughs> and it's cool. I'm, I'm letting it slide. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I thought we were outside the conversation. Yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. saying no, we can't I was be, no, smart we can't either. Be. Listen, listen, we can't we can be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god stop it um constance did you have fun doing the show mom with me uh, yes <laughs> oh, whoa. i was just Double trying to do it to be blow. dramatic i was trying to be dramatic um and it worked well of course i did i mean it was ridiculous 
I, I'm like sitting by my phone for them to call me again. I'm like, oh, I must have not been as good as they told me I was. <laughs> oh, See? I love, not I smart. loved acting with you because, well, not, not only are you so fucking good, you just made me really happy. Because <laughs> I looked you in the eyes all the time. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But and I told you you were worth and, it. <laughs> you did. You're worth it, Anna. Um, really had nothing to do with my acting. <laughs> um, no, it was the best. I mean, I think too because you and I have like a tiny bit of back history of knowing each other before doing the show. It was like as if I had just seen you like six months ago when it had been like six years almost. I think there's nothing that sort of bonds people or unbonds people like a group vacation. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Wait, you were telling me about this. This is like a star-studded vacation, right? You're talking. We're talking Busy Phillips and Michelle Williams. I mean, this is a like an A-list vacation. We, we you, all, that- yeah, we we all went on a, a, a vacation together uh, to this beautiful house that our dear friend, that most amazing jeweler, whose jewelry I can't really afford. Irene Newworth and I love you, Irene. I, I don't know if you would ever listen anyway, but um, <laughs> I can't afford her jewelry. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Discount, Irene. Discount. <laughs> we haven't been picked up for season seven, but um, so we, yeah, we, we she arranged this vacation and brought together uh, a group of friends, and I think that was the first time I met you, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know. Have you, have you gone on a lot of group vacations? Not a lot. I mean, not that big of a group. That was a big group. Twelve couples. 12 yeah. couples would that be yeah accurate? and i've never with that many people and people who had kids and people who didn't have kids yeah i think the only other time i've done it uh we all were old 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 friends like whereas i think this group was some people had never met each other like other me, people i was totally an outsider yeah but you knew busy yeah. That was your friend in. Yeah. Right? Everybody had a friend in. Yeah. So it felt like it was all kind of a common circle. Yeah. Until. <laughs> Until what? Until what? <laughs> Until margaritas what were consumed yeah. and sort of between closer friends, there was sort of a divisive moment and um, and, and it felt a little bit like the, the group w- was split and um, but but. It was an amazing trip. It was just, I, I wanted to sort of heal things, but I was an outsider. Yeah. So I could I can just I, picture you I trying to be the, be I'm the like, one that's. Let's do a song and dance number tonight. I think everybody was trying to do something to help somebody else. <laughs> Like, like in general, right? Listen, to a story. Didn't we do a night of like karaoke, not karaoke, what was that? We did a game, uh, something, what was yeah. that game that no, we I played? I bet I was miserable. No. I'm really bad at games. I'm not good at them either. I feel like it was it was charades and it was. Oh, and I bet I was just sweating. Trying to bring the group together. I was like together. margarita, margarita sweating. It was just margarita like coming It was fun pores. though. Like I think. In hindsight, like one of the best. stroke of genius, though, was the room assignment, the pre-room <laughs> assignment. Wait, you're all in one house. Yeah, we're. It all... was huge, though. It was like okay. a big and villa. It was incredible! Like everywhere you looked, there was some beautiful piece of art. And it was like a courtyard situation, so like the rooms were kind of set up, you know, like that with a big courtyard in the middle. And I'm sure there were some rooms that were better than others. Who got the best rooms? How was that decided? Well, like, I read. Was there a hierarchy? This is what I'm saying. Okay, that was a stroke of genius. Uh, I I got a lower room. <laughs> so did I. 
I did too. Yeah, well, we were right next to each other. That's right. <laughs> Maybe that's why we bonded. We were like, oh, we're in this section. <laughs> but look, I've booked houses before for maybe like six or eight, you know, couples. And I always take the best room because I'm the one that planned it and I'm probably paying more money than everybody else. And so I think that's fair. But you do get into a little bit of a thing if there's rooms that are super less than the others. I, that's where I get nervous. I try and just get rooms that are all the same. If I never had to write another thank you note for the rest of my life, I would always take the shit room. Like if that could be like a guarantee, I know there's not necessarily a correlation between the two thoughts, but man, I would always take the shit room and any, any kind of vacation if I never had to write a fucking thank you note again. I love that you write thank you notes. I don't. Oh. I just feel <laughs> guilty about not writing them. <laughs> no, because I write if thank you notes. the guilt was removed... No, but I think it's a thing. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be out of guilt, right? That's where you, I think maybe if you remove that and it's just out of the pure like, the, or you're just never grateful for anything. Uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I'm screwed because no matter what, even if I'm not thankful or grateful for anything that I was given, I have to write a thank you note now because I I do it for everything i still handwrite all my thank you notes oh my god for everything and I cannot anything wait for your thank you note for, for this com for coming on the podcast and for mom and <laughs> i don't know i bet i could come up with a few more things but it is because now people are like oh i didn't get a thank you note look at that water that i just gave you i haven't touched it if you haven't noticed haven't opened it <laughs> so unless i put my lips on it not gonna oh, no thank, thank you for you. it no, no thank you note unless you put your lips on mm -hmm. it that's right <laughs> i mean it's a dating it's a dating podcast why not start there that's right no right. thank you note right. unless you put your lips on it okay well speaking of that i'm nervous this is i'm not gonna lie nervous about this okay wait do we want to start with uh no no we should we should go let's yeah, get into deal right breakers into it, yeah okay so you have really? to imagine that you're single i know okay <sighs> done on the first date he orders a cosmopolitan uh, deal breaker. Why? I just, I don't know. Guys who drink sugary girl drinks, I feel like. Does that eliminate everything? Like margaritas? Margaritas are not a girl drink. Cosmopolitan yeah, is see, with the up. You said sugary. In the martini. Like sugar, okay, you're equating with femininity. True. So maybe I should say a pink colored drink. Drink. Okay. But also because Cosmos are super specific about being served up in a martini glass very hard to drink uh can't walk around with it so you guys aren't walking around we're not walking around we're no, just sitting hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're at the bar. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would judge. I would already judge. Would you ask? I'd say, is that your, is that your regular drink? And then if he said yes, then I'd be like, okay. But what if, what, what if he says, yeah. I know, I know that it's sort of not 
common for a dude like me to order Cosmos, but I just love the way they taste. I'd say, oh, you're so cute. And then bye. (laughs) (laughs) But bye. I don't know. It's hard because that makes me super judgmental, which, you know, I feel like we all are judgmental in some way or other that we only judgmental people think that. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I bet you he's probably an amazing guy, incredible boyfriend. Here's the thing. I will give you this. Okay, let me me go back and say that I could never judge someone just by one drink or two or three. I would have to have talked to them long enough to see if that was a representation of their personality. Okay. Yep. That's very good. I mean, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. If he was like funny or any, or he said like, uh, he's like, you have to try these because they squeeze the grapefruit. They get these ruby red grapefruits from Florida (laughs) and they're so good. Well, you know, there's a great um, skit called Girl Drink Drunk. No. From uh, Kids you, in the Hall. No. And it's about uh, this character that drinks only girl drinks and gets super drunk and is called Girl Drink Drunk. So I just, it makes me laugh. Every time I think of a guy with girls' drinks, I just automatically go to a wasted Kids in the Hall sketch. <laughs> Wait, what's worse though? What's worse if a guy orders a skinny margarita or a regular margarita? Even though the skinny margarita, it has less sugar and the regular margarita would arguably be more of a girl's drink because it's sweeter. I have no problem with a skinny margarita because skinny margaritas are mostly for not always about like, ooh, I'll be get fat if I drink this. But skinny margaritas tend to not have agave and they don't have all that sweet stuff in them. So you're just that's somebody that actually still likes the taste of the alcohol or the drink. But he says, you know, I'll have a skinny margarita. That's fine. That's, That's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. He asked you if you do Kegels. On a first date? This is your second date. Second date. Where does he ask me this? Where am I? You're at a tapas restaurant. Topless? Because <laughs> if we're at a topless restaurant, then I am not surprised he's asking me if I do Kegels. Because <laughs> we're at a topless restaurant, which I've agreed to go to. Do you do Kegels? Are you now asking me that? Yeah, I'm now asking you Oh, that. do I? Sometimes. Yeah, I do too. We do a Kegel break on set at Mom here. No, you don't. Yes, we do. Well, you didn't do it when I was here. Well, the funny thing is you can't talk while you're doing Kegels. Oh. So sometimes if like all the ladies are talking and everything and we're in a scene together and we're not like moving forward with rehearsal, I'm like, Kegel break. And it gets everyone focused because you, it's, you can't talk. It, it is hard to talk. Try to doing Kegels and talking right now. Well, I mean, I because I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm doing them, and it's hard. It's like the patty You're blinking head. a lot. <laughs> You're blinking a lot. <laughs> Revving stomach scenario. That's right. <laughs> okay. Oh, so that was not. Is that a deal breaker? That's not yeah, a deal breaker. Not a deal breaker. Okay. No. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, after the third date, he offers to regrout your bathroom tiles. Amazing. Yes, please, and thank you. Would you feel any hint of insult that maybe your grout was clean? Nope. 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 Doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. You want to redo my grout? You do it. You do it, and you do it naked. Grout that shit, (laughs) bitch. Okay, on the third date, you are once again at a tapas restaurant, and he says, I would love to lick your anus. While we're eating? Uh, he, he just asked for the check. 
Okay. I mean, I, I can't say that's a deal breaker because that just feels like a guy trying to be like nasty. I, the question is, would he really do it? Oh, yeah, girl. <gasps> you see what I mean? <gasps> okay. All right. So right? let's say, so you t- you say, okay. Right? Yeah. Sure. I'd be like, okay. All right. So let's go back to your place. And uh, things are getting, you know, heated. <laughs> and uh, he takes down your pants and then just goes straight for it. I, I mean, cool. Yeah, fine. I don't know. Oh, I love that. I don't That's know. Hot. I just feel like That's so hot. Constance. I'm not the one doing You're it. Fucking game. I no, love but it. well, because I'm not the one doing it. Now no. it'd be different if he said, "Will you lick my anus?" I would probably say, "No." Okay. So after your anus has been licked, he says, "I would like for you to reciprocate the gesture," and I'd say, "Not part of the deal." <laughs> You only asked for one side and that's, that would be, I think that, I mean. You had a lot of yum on that night. (laughs) (laughs) I also think, I mean, this is going to be a very blanket statement, a very blanket statement. I think women are cleaner than men in that region. Sim is nodding. But Sim, you take like eight showers a day. I'm, I'm very clean. I'm a I clean know. man. I know. So is my husband, but I don't think that I would do that to anybody. Do what? Lick their anus. Just because? I don't know. I think about when I see dogs and cats do it to themselves, I'm like, hmm, it is interesting. It, I, I listen, I love the idea of being all kinds of experimental. I love that. I was about to say I love that shit, but right. in that was a weird. That would be yeah, a weird place yeah. to put that. Yeah, it sure would. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I, I do think that there maybe there's a couple moves where it's like, you know, yep, yeah, like there there's a couple mental hinges that Correct. that like linger in your brain during the act of something that is like, well. I've done this before. I'm hinging on it. I'm going to go for it. Um, But maybe, you know, it's like skydiving. You know, it's like you do it over and over again. Or you never do it once. Or you never do it once. And then you don't know what it's like to free fall. True. I mean, I've heard it's spectacular, but I don't need to do it. I don't know. Tom Petty liked it. I like it. I mean... How many like times have you it. done it? No, I haven't done li- Pre- licked, a- licked no, ass. Not, or- no, no, now we're back to the <laughs> skydiving. <laughs> I think oh, it's I very you, clear. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's very clear which conversation do you want to stay with. Um, skydiving. Have you ever? Have you ever skydiving? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, me neither. No, I. But I don't. I, and I wouldn't mind. I know Sim wants to at some point, right? Oh yeah. But I think when you have a kid, you won't. No, I want to. Can I ask you, though, you are not like any kind of daredevil. Well, I've also been off the highest bungee in the world. I like doing things where I know the where hot- I'm, Yeah, in Interlock in Switzerland. Okay. No, so I this like, is exactly yeah. what I don't care for. Oh. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, it, it, to me... It sounds like I'm I, bragging that I, can, that I bungee I am, jumped. I am not suited for a person who is a marathon runner or oh, like an Everest climber. No. Because I don't... I'm I'm just personally not suited for somebody who does something for the purpose of talking about the glory of. Yeah, it. that's that's what I that's why I would. Do I, know. It. I know, I know, yeah, I know. 
Only reason exactly. for the pictures. Yeah. But you yeah. have to talk about the glory of doing it. Otherwise, why, why would you, you do doing it? it? Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to talk about it. Of course I'm going to talk about it. I'm gonna, everyone on Instagram is going to see me do it. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, th- that's what I'm saying is like, why work so hard simply so you could like tell somebody to impress them? It's gratifying. Just fucking do it. I'm going to do it. Donate anonymously. You know I will. What I'm I'll do that as well. <laughs> I yeah. donate anonymously all the time. You're the one who uh, who like built that big hospital at UCLA, right? <laughs> anonymously. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Sim. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for your contribution. A, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you and I know this, but oh god. <laughs> You're like, how do we get to that conversation? <laughs> okay, off but... of licking anus, by the way. <laughs> that was how we got to that. Yes. Just, it's That's fascinating. True. Right? Would you? Okay, on a scale of one to ten. How would you rate yourself as sort of a blowjob giver? Uh, one to ten? Yeah. Your uh, skillability. Based on what I've been told or based on what I think myself is? We could do both. <laughs> Let's do both. Because <laughs> I feel like those are two totally different <laughs> rating rating cards. I feel like maybe I would put myself... I'm going to say you're an seven? eight. Ooh. We were close. We were really close. But I bet you know what it really is. I think all blowjobs are probably a 10. A 10. Because if you succeed, then you succeed. Like, who cares how you did it? It's when you don't succeed that you're like zero. Which can't say that I've never not succeeded. Then I think I better put myself at like a two. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, mom and dad. (laughs) Um, No, but. I don't know. I think it's a. I think that it's a, that's also a hard thing to gauge because I think it's different with everybody for whatever reasons. Yeah, you're right. It's Some it is are, it is psychological, isn't it? Some people are harder to please. I think men, male and female, are hard or harder to please. Whatever well, uh, that is. Well, and I think there's also a degree of self consciousness. Like mm-hmm. we, like it's like when all the attention is focused on you. Like some people are more comfortable with that than others, and um. I don't know. Sim, care to chime in? I love him. That was a great, great response. Amy, how are you feeling right about now? 38 weeks pregnant? She can't wait to go home with you tonight. That's right. tell us if you brought something weird i did we haven't done this yeah this has been like two and a half years i'm so glad we're reintroducing this yeah great with mine and mine i was like i don't know what's weird what's considered (laughs) weird i mean i might think it's weird they might be like that's totally normal sim can i tell you the text exchange that we had today yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so i texted hi it's anna so happy you were coming today would you bring something weird today from your house and don't tell me can truly be anything and then I go rehearse for a while. And then I get this message from you. In what way weird? <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote back, I leave it up to you to interpret. <laughs> right. So I did walk around my house thinking, I don't, I mean, what's considered weird? What I did was I decided that it would be something that is probably not in anybody else's house. Do I think it's weird? I don't know. I will let you interpret it. And I brought two even. Oh, great. Because I think one's not that weird and the other one, like, Let's there's find a out what they are. description. Pull them out. It. Pull them out. Look, it's in right here. Oh, my God. I love it. It's in your army 
fucking pocket. You are a powerful woman. <laughs> fucking pocket. Fuck. Okay, here's here's the one. This is the first oh, thing. Wow. That oh wow. Okay, it's so a, Anna, describe it's this. It's a unidog. It's a unicorgi. A unicorgi. What's it made out of? <laughs> What's the uh, material? Okay, like a, it's so like a it, wood? It, it's a rock. Got, it's a, a rock. You've got a mm-hmm. small rock uh, that's painted like a corgi. It has odd little feet. Cardboard. Cardboard, right. Okay. Cardboard and a shell for a unicorn. And dear listeners, we'll get a picture of this. There's hearts on it. There's large ears. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, can you tell us the history of this? It brings something weird. I love it. So I made it. Um... My daughter, don't break it. There's only it's only one of us. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's Sim, fine. Sorry, sorry about that. Sim just dropped, I caught it with Sim my left hand. I, the by the way, I have great hand-eye coordination. Corgi did corn? you see that? Unicorgi. I'm proud. Did you see how I caught that? That was amazing. You, yeah, you did. You did amazing work. Unicorgi. So my daughter for a week this summer. I'll try and make this short. But a week this summer, my daughter had this. Oh, you made this as an adult. Yeah, I just made it like oh. three weeks ago. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. <laughs> so i'm telling you it's a little weird it's weird I love it it gets even weirder so she has uh something at our house called camp coco that i started a couple of years ago where we have uh eight girls at our house and we do crafts every day uh two crafts a day they come over uh and we do it for one week in the summer and um this one of the crafts we did is we made rock families okay so the kids could gather rocks around the house and then paint them anything they want and build houses and everything the night before we did this craft i know it's a little lopsided oh i thought sim did that no no it's actually a little lopsided okay you know how hard it is to make cardboard feet i'm i'm impressed the fact that it's actually standing just makes me um happy or not i don't know um so the night before we did this craft my daughter was having a hard time going to sleep and she said, tell me a story that would make me happy. And I said, okay. So I made up this story about our puppy. We have a five month old Corgi mix mutt puppy who has a long tail. And normally Corgis have short tails cause they've been docked or some of them are actually born that way. I believe I might be that. I don't know. Anyways, 
ours was a rescue and it has a long tail. And I said, and so I made up this whole story that our corgi is a unicorgi. She's unique because she has a long tail and normal corgis don't. So we came up with this whole story about a unicorgi. So the next day we were doing the crafts and I was like, I'm going to make a unicorgi. I love that. And that's... That's what that it's is. It's really good. <laughs> well, here's, you should turn this into like a whole book series for kids. I mean, you can license that. I'm seeing big things with this unicorn. This is, <laughs> this is a cartoon waiting to happen on Netflix. Sure. Is- I'll just bring that into the room at all my pitches. <laughs> so it started with this, right? Uh-huh. It started with oh, yeah. this. But here, then, and then this is, yeah. this is along the same lines. But I think that's, because that's, that's pretty yeah, I, specific and weird. I love it. But see, because then I also made, I made a unikitty, but this one's actually really cute. They're both really cute. This is a rock probably found on a beach because it looks like it's a little sand worn. It's in the shape of a vague heart and it's painted like a little kitty cat without much detail. I don't know if a lot of thought was put into the face, but I was was exhausted after the unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) But there's this gorgeous rainbow colored, uh, a horn that's attached. To I do rock. love the horn. I like the rainbow. I mean, it's the shells too because we collect shells. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, it's the shell is amazing. Do but you know this what kind one of feels animal more normal in this shell? I don't. A snail? Well, clearly. Or did? I mean, I don't know. You have this, br- you're I, the one with brunette hair. <laughs> I, really I thought don't you'd know. be more specific. A mollusk? I don't know. It's a mollusk. I don't know. Uh, well, but this, beautiful. I think, it's if beautiful. you saw this at someone's house, you'd be like, oh, they probably bought that somewhere this one you're a little like i'm not quite so sure about that whoa, thing whoa, whoa, whoa you think that one of these somebody <laughs> was like oh they probably bought that somewhere <laughs> I, I love you constance but i can't listen plan b no, is not, craft not, not cra- <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i, I do i yeah i no, love no i don't think somebody would pay money for that i think it would be in the free bin yeah, you know they have yeah. free bins oh, yeah. in yeah, stores. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. we sell both and then give the proceeds to charity and see which ones sell some more? <laughs> Listen, no, we can't. Well, you not the unicorgi. You yeah. want to keep the unicorgi? Yeah, we have, no, we have How much do you want to let's start no, the bidding no, at five hundred dollars? No. And this yeah. will all go to charity. Our what, our what? listeners will yeah, we'll get five hundred for it. No, we won't. If Constance signs it, yes. You really? Uh, you were saying that? I bet we can get five hundred dollars oh for God. the for the uh, I don't the kitty. Think so this is the, this is, is like this what you used to do? Is sell the weird things that were in the people's homes? No, no, I'm because I would have brought a whole like other situation. We don't even have a fucking charity. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking charity would we do anyway? Whatever Constance wants to donate to. It's her, oh my it's God! Her it's her the pressure. <laughs> There's so much pressure now. I feel like I really, I really I can't didn't how, bring the right like, weird where, things. This, Altruistic vein that's suddenly like throbbing through your body. Well, she, well, you she were said talking that about blowjobs. Store for the last ten minutes. <laughs> he felt like he had to give back in other ways. <laughs> okay, we're, that we're, one doesn't we're, stand up. Do you gotta lay that one yeah, down. Yeah, all right. All right. So we're calling Holly. Holly is in Portland and she's thirty. Hello. Hi, Holly. Hi, Anna. Hi, hey, um, I'm here with Sim Sarna and Constance Zimmer. Hey, Hi, Holly. How are you? Hi, Constance. Hi. Thank you for for doing this. You're so sweet to listen to obnoxious advice from idiots. I mean, not you, Constance. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm pretty sure I'm an idiot too. That's okay. <laughs> I like being a part of that crew. <laughs> <laughs> so, Holly, tell us what's going on. So, you recently moved from Denver and you were dating this guy. Tell us the story. 
Okay, so two months ago, I moved from Denver to Portland, and when I was in Denver, I was dating a guy for almost two years, and when I found out I was leaving, we decided together not to do long distance, because it sucks, and decided to just stay in touch as friends. So I moved to Portland, and we have since talked every day, Um, but our communications definitely went from like, okay, we're just friends keeping up with one another to back to the way that we talked when we were dating. Um, and then he asked if he can come visit me over Halloween weekend. So like two months from now and wants to come stay with me. But the problem is, is that like, since I started, since I came to Portland, I started Tinder dating and recently I've started dating this one guy and we're spending like multiple days a week together, but it's all like fun and casual and light. So my question is, do I need to be like upfront with my ex about my dating because we haven't talked about it? Or can I just like let this all ride itself out? Well, how, I don't know, maybe on a scale of one to 10, how much do you miss your ex? How much what? Sorry? Do you, do you miss your ex? I mean, it's hard because we didn't break up because we were unhappy together. You know, we broke up because I moved. And I kind of was looking forward to like just fun dating again, you know, it's, I mean, it's fun to date. So, I mean, but he's, whenever we were together, he's my best friend, you know, he's such a part of my life. He's my friend's best friend, you know. You've said friend like four times, which I feel like. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I think you're in a new town and I assume that you moved there maybe for work or maybe for something else, but he's missing you. And maybe, I don't know, who knows if there's like some regret on his end, like, or whatever, maybe he's a little bit more of an introvert, and he's not dating as much. Um, And so he reaches out to you texting funny, familiar things that feels good. And I think that we can all understand that element. So he doesn't know that you're dating at all. No, I mean, we just haven't talked about it. Like maybe he's just assuming, but he's telling me if I've asked him if he is, has gone on any dates and he's like, no, the woman I love is not in the state. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is going to crush him. He's in love with you. Would he stay with you? I'm sure he would move to Portland for her. I'm I sure. Agree. He, yeah, I agree. But then why didn't he move with yeah, her? Why didn't he move? With- I mean, you, I guess, he, I mean, that's a great question. Constance. Is he a pothead? <laughs> he told he was telling my friends that he didn't move because I didn't ask him to. And what? now he's talking about moving yes, and now he's talking about moving to Seattle in February. Which he says isn't because of me, but I feel like it's totally. But, but Seattle's not Portland. Yeah, and and wait and why yeah, it's three hours away though. Why would he move to Seattle? Because it's closer well, he than to live in Tacoma, so but it's, but it's, but it wouldn't be for like oh I've got a, this great job opportunity. It's still long. It's still a, it's still a drive. You you know what I'm saying though. It's like it because that feels like if it's not for a specific reason, it feels like a little bit of a manipulative play. To get closer to her, like I'm moving yeah. a little bit. So yeah, he doesn't want to let her go. And um, but also, and he, why was he expecting you to ask him? Good question. To yeah. move with you, mm-hmm. like why should that be your responsibility? Yeah, I guess he just feels like I turned him down because I didn't say like, hey, I want you. I want you to come with me. I'm moving. Did you, you know? want him to come with you? I mean, you were, you were with him for a year and a half. That's a long relationship. But it sounds like you weren't into him enough to be with him, right? Because if you really were into I'm, him, you would have I'm, figured out a way to be with him, right? <laughs> I'm kind of like a commitment phobe, though. 
like in general. But a year and a half is not a commitment phobe. I'm going to yeah. tell you, I, yeah. I was with a commitment phobe and his longest relationship was six months. And he was in his 30s when I met him and he had never been with somebody longer than six months. And he was an admitted commitment phobe. So don't be hard on yourself. That's because I, your pussy is tight. Wow. Constance. This is not about me. I'm sorry, Holly. I apologize for her interacting that into okay. your Anybody. advice segment. <laughs> <laughs> like we talk a lot on the podcast that oftentimes relationships have an imbalance and it sounds to me like your ex loves you more or is in a place of commitment or something where he wants you more than you want him and it goes back to like you know the whole idea of like you know protecting your heart and being you know and being and being selfish and I think that it's hard, and I, t I feel like I tend to, I hate to gender stereotype, but I do think that women tend to absorb more guilt with breakups, um, especially if it was something that was, that they were proactive in. And I don't want you to sort of have to go through that. I think it'd be, a, you know, appropriate for you to tell him, you know, you have been seeing other people. Over text or on the, on the phone? I I think over text. Is that cruel and cold of me? I'm I'm not a fan of the texting. I know, but, sensitive but here's the thing: information. You know why? Because where does the comma go? Where does the period go? True. Where does the exclamation mark? Yes. And that always means something different to right. somebody else. Right. But I don't know if I don't want Holly to feel manipulated, like winding up at like a you know a three hour conversation with like a wasted dude. Um, no offense, Holly, to your ex. <laughs> at like one in the morning <laughs> and he's like why can't she I, just why, call why can't she do at, it like at three like, in the like, afternoon Brian, why does I it have to be one in the morning when he's wasted he won't be able to call her back <laughs> until he's wasted <laughs> after the bar with the dudes you guys listen I know I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about but sometimes I sort of do so he's gonna wait to call yeah no, I, I feel a little bit like, Holly, you probably know the answer already, but you like this guy so much as a like a best friend now that you're just afraid to hurt him in general because he is yeah. a best friend. And that's the guilt thing. Right. I, I don't know what's easier because you're not saying that you don't want to be with him because you met somebody else. The sooner this guy finds out that you're dating someone else and then you're happy, the easier it's going to be for him to finally let go. And start to let go because otherwise he'll always think that he has a chance. He's going to always try and figure out a way to visit. Or he's going to say, hey, I'm going to be in Portland for some business meeting. Let's grab. You don't want to get into those weird, he's awkward situations. He's not going for a business meeting. Listen, I don't. You're right. <laughs> he's not gonna, but you know what I'm trying to say. The, the, you know, the Band-Aid needs to be pulled off sooner than later or otherwise it's going to get more and more awkward. She needs to be clear with him and do it in a way that's not going to completely crush him. You know, he's oh, your oh, friend yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, completely. But and the thing is, is that because you're in a new city too, it, it's like y there is that familiarity that's of comfort, and I'm sure that y you have like awesome new friends and you're dating and and it's it's fucking rad and you're living your life exactly how you should. Um, but but then there's there is that familiarity idea that it's like oh yeah this is a hometown this is a this is the guy that knows some inside jokes and or whatever and and you 
communicate through that familiarity that feels good sometimes. But I would use caution. I would tell him you're dating other people, but before that, I wouldn't jump to respond to his texts. Give him some subtle signals that that you're that you're distancing yourself. Then should I even like let him come out? To visit though because he's like waiting on me to tell him like to buy a plane ticket or not maybe. no and she needs to tell him soon no he can't fly over yeah. to see you it's gonna get yeah. really weird unless he knows when he's coming that it's because you guys are friends and not because he's coming to try and win but why would you why, to and him? why Let's does talk, he like you know, halloween I agree. Yeah. I agree i agree why does we even explored the halloween issue about why it's halloween yeah well like why does he want to come during halloween i don't know which is so weird, like a Halloween, like holiday weekend. He wants to come stay with me. He didn't explicitly say why he chose that week, but I don't, I have no idea. Is it about like maybe get, dressing up and getting wasted at a party? I don't then- know. There's something like, I, I think he, he sounds, does he have a job that he likes? Yeah. I mean, he has a job that he likes, but he was like talking about moving to Seattle to start a new business and stuff like that like using that you know holly is he successful i mean kind of (laughs) currently he's like just head chef at a restaurant versus he's talking about opening up his own restaurant and like working on that in the next year but he like wants to move to seattle before he does that (sighs) i think holly i think you have a great thing going and i don't want you to live in guilt and i like i don't want you to be you know feel obliged to be friends with him because of your history or because you feel like he needs you more than you need him. It makes me think though, too, that maybe that's how you start the conversation about the visit is you say, listen, I feel bad. I've been keeping you on hold about the the flights. And I think it's because, you know, honestly, I've been kind of seeing this other guy and I don't want to lie to you and you're my friend and I care about you. So maybe coming to visit is not the right time. That's perfect. Perfect. That's all that she needs to write. Yes. And, and that's it. But, but the thing is, Holly, I, I just, to me, I don't know why my gut says this, but I feel like he's he's kind of a manipulative person without meaning to be. Most manipulative people have no idea that they are. Um hence myself. <laughs> That's why I sort of advise the text over phone call because I don't know what kind of person he is, but I don't want him to be like, to start to tug a lot on your emotional strings, you know, and to be like, I miss you. So like, there's no one like you. What about and email? I- is an email I'm, better than I'm text? I'm cool with that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's a little less personal. <laughs> I, I mean, do too, text, text Yeah, I think so. But here's what's going to happen. After the the initial text... FaceTime? <laughs> well, that, that might happen after the initial text. Maybe he'll say, let's FaceTime, let's talk on the phone, because then he's going to try and talk you out of this. It will be revealing how he reacts to... Um, I, I would suggest a text. Say, like, listen, I miss you in Colorado. Um... But I, I do want you to know that I'm seeing other people and um, there's somebody that I'm really interested in. So I'm not sure if Halloween is is the best time. And maybe th- and just leave it at that. Holly, his response will be very, very revealing. If he's like, I completely get it. I'm the love that you're starting this, you know, your new life, a new adventure in a city. And I really hope that we can be in touch at some point and... I always love our memories together. That's a rational, emotional, but a rational answer. If it's something different than that, then it's um, 
then that's that's your answer, you know? That it's like, oh, okay. So if he's like, well, you know, whatever, does something weird, like, I wish you told me before, um, because I, I already booked my plane ticket, which he didn't. I mean, this is just his. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm opening a restaurant in Portland, just outside of Portland. I'm starting my own brewery company. <laughs> And um, so maybe we'll bump into each other every now and again. Then you're like, okay, what a fucking dick. And that will never happen. Like, you, no, you're not fucking opening your restaurant. Brewery. Fuck you. I'm sorry, Holly. I'm getting very defensive on your behalf. Holly, is this advice okay with you? I'm, I'm very, I, it makes total sense. And I think I will definitely do that. Thank you. Well, and, and listen, have a good time. Like, I've said this before. If there's one thing I could tell my son is to not get married before 30, I wouldn't rush into any. Well, I would. I mean, actually, I would. I always rush into everything. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. Hip, hip, hooray. I can get all this shit figured out. No problem. Um, but no, I, I, I would have have a good time making new friends in your new city. And to me, there were just a couple of subtle red flags that you mentioned in in your story with this. And I and I just want you to protect you know, yourself and not, and not feel guilty. And she doesn't want to be with him. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unless, Holly, unless Holly, you do. No. no, I don't think she does. Holly, thank you so much. She said she didn't. Holly. Thank you Holly, guys. So I, love, thank you. I love you. Thank, thank you, you so much. I hope it works out. Please, 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 <laughs> you. please contact us. Yeah. Let, let us know, know how it, yeah, this is such I'll a relatable you know, thing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And congratulations on Portland. I love Portland. Thanks. Bye. Thank Bye. Bye. <laughs> What that guy talking about moving to Seattle? Poor guy. If you still engage with the person, you're making them believe that you're on the same path as them. Right. Like you're like, oh yeah, I'm engaging with this. Whereas if you kind of nip it in the bud before it even happens, then it can't get that far. Right. Absolutely. Right. And I think that like the inclination is to be kind, especially if you're the one that left. Agreed. Well, and by the way, yes, in general, we should always be kind. But yeah, but only to. You know, people that deserve it? No. Ah, just, just a certain kidding. extent. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're calling Amy now. Amy is in Northern California, and she's 29. Hello? Amy, hi, it's Sim. Hi, Sim. How are you? Hi, Amy. Good, how are you? It's Anna. Oh, shit, sorry. Hi, <laughs> Amy. Hi, Anna. I'm here with Constant Simmer. Oh, Hi. Hi. Amy, you're so sweet to do this. Thank you so much. So, Amy, it looks like you're hiding something from your parents. Tell us what's going on. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. 
And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Yeah, so for a few years now, I'm almost 30, um, but for a few years now, I've been hiding some tattoos or the fact that I have tattoos from my parents um, because they really, really hate tattoos. Mine are on my thighs, um, and one is just like pretty flowers, and the other one is um, like a pineapple and Saturn and a geometric crystal, and those sort of represent like a kind of a stony metaphor for how how to live my life. Yeah, um, I love that's, it. That's because I smoke weed, <laughs> um, which they also don't know. Um, so then the other day, my friend asked me, like, well, it sounds like they don't, your parents don't know you at all. And that got me thinking, like, yeah, they don't really know me. I'm hiding a lot about myself from them. Um, so my question is, should I show them my tattoos? Should I tell them I smoke weed? Um, if so, how do I go about doing that? I don't want to do like some dramatic reveal or something, you know, that feels silly. <laughs> I love the idea though of like a Thanksgiving reveal, like <laughs> show up in a one piece, and just wearing a one piece because they're on her thighs, right? <laughs> Amy, Amy, I can yeah, show I can so relate to this. Um, I don't have any tattoos. Tattoos, yeah. But my parents were the same way. They were very uh, judgmental about people who... The the crazy thing is that they're incredibly liberal and passionately liberal. And like sometimes I'm like, please stop watching MSNBC because you guys are really angry and I can't handle it right now. I'm tired. But... um, but they, they, you know, they can be judgmental about things. When I did the first scary movie, I was just so terrified about how offended my mom would be. And she was. And and then when I did this movie called Smiley Face, I told her before I, I did it, um, I said, you know, this is a, I'm doing this movie about a girl who's a pothead. And she was, she looked at me and her face got like ashen and she, she said, Oh, Ani, you are a role model. And in my head, I was like, well, uh, no, I'm not mom at all. <laughs> Have you seen any of the work I've done? But, um, but that now it's like kind of, it's like her favorite movie that I've done. I remember that, like the tattoo talk infiltrating when I was a teenager same thing with piercings and doing anything raunchy. When was the last time they really talked about it? They're still on it. 
they stick to um like my mom says if you have enough money to get tattoos you you must have enough money for you know everything else you want in the world like it's the stupidest thing in her mind that you can spend money on um and she's kind of still brings that up even now even though I'm almost 20 I mean 30 are you guys relatively close and do you have siblings we are close um I would say I have a really good relationship with her I'm the baby and I think I'll always be her baby did one of your sisters potentially rat on you a little bit like is that why it keeps coming up I don't think so I don't think they know okay either how far do you guys all live away from each other I have one sister in Texas and one in Sacramento. And so where are pretty your, far. And where are your parents in relation to you? They're about 40 minutes away from me. So you probably see them a little more than the than your sisters do. Definitely, yeah. Oh, here's the thing. It's a little bit of a ripping the band-aid off a little bit. I don't think you need to really talk about like the weed at all. One time I did ask my parents if they had ever like smoked weed because that was a big thing in my life as well. And when I got old enough, they like just looked at each other and started kind of giggling. And I said, I'm going to make you guys pot cookies. And they were like, no. But I could tell like in their voices that they meant yes. Hi, mom and dad. The smoking weed thing, I don't think you really need to bring up too much. But the next time your parents, because this is clearly nagging on you, the next time your mom says something disparaging about people with tattoos. I think you can say like, I have some tattoos and I really love them and they mean a lot to me. And, you know, I've been scared to tell you, but I hope that, I hope that you don't judge me too much or, you know, and that we can sort of talk through it. I know that you'll always love me because you've always guaranteed me unconditional love. Give her that little guilt trip. And, and, and I bet that, she might be upset for a minute, for a second. But the thing that I've learned is that parents, like, they, they're just going to love you no matter what. Like, because they have to. You're independent now. And they have to. If they want to keep you in their lives, then they have to accept you becoming an adult. If you told them that, what do you think they'll say? I don't know. <laughs> I hope they take it as an opportunity to, Get to um, not be so judgmental about people who have tattoos. But I do think they'll be, um, at least initially, really, really disappointed. And that's sort of why I've hit them for so long is, you know, I can't help but not want to disappoint them. <laughs> um so what's the harm in not showing them, you know? Yeah, yeah. And listen, and I, I don't think you necessarily need to, but I, but clearly it's bothering you and keep keeping things from them and you want a closer relationship with them, clearly. And so I think that, I, I don't know if there's an opportunity where you can say, hey, I want you guys to be really close to me and I want to feel really close to you. And so there's things that I, you know, I, I want to tell you and I'm scared because I'm scared that you're going to judge me, but I just want you to know that I want to tell you because I, my motivation here is to feel close to you and for you guys to know me. And so, because I love you so much and I admire you, 
It's all about timing, though. Fuck, it's all about timing. And also, I think that um, your parents, in in like after you leave and shut the door and walk away from the house, in hindsight, they will know without maybe even admitting to you that they would rather have an open communicative relationship with you than you feel the need that you have to hide things from them in order for them to respect your choices or whatever. So if you do it as a... I don't want to keep this from you any longer because it hurts me and it hurts our relationship. Just I feel like as a parent myself, thinking of conversations I have with my daughter, mind you, she's only 10, but I imagine this in the future that I'm trying to keep a very open line of communication with my kids so that she feels that anything she wants to talk about, it doesn't matter if I don't agree with it or it upsets me for some personal reason or other, it's different when it's your own kid. So you getting tattoos, they would look at it differently than other people that they don't know getting tattoos. Yes, that's true. And because there's nothing, it's it's painful when your kid withdraws from you. And I've used this line before. Mom, you raised me to be a really strong, independent person. And that's always like, that's a good way to start a conversation. <laughs> so it's your fault that I am standing up to you right now. Like, so mom, like, be, you are, and you should be. And so, and, and they will, it'll take them a minute. And then after you do tell them, if they react in a dramatic way, I would recommend just keep persisting. Text your, like, text your mom that you love her, like, like, don't withdraw, you know, like be, be, be bigger than them. Because, you know, like starting from like age 27, I'm still going through it, where the parents are sliding into childhood, and we're sliding into adulthood. And so you, you will be forced to be the bigger person, which isn't easy. But, but I highly recommend it because it will disarm them. Um, I don't know. I don't no, know what good. the fuck no, I'm talking that's, about. That's 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 right. But I do agree with you. You know, leave out the weed bit. Yeah, we can we can save that for another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing at but, a time. And you know what? Also, you don't you don't necessarily need to reveal these things. Maybe start w- with baby steps on just having a closer relationship that's not combative with your parents, and that starts with vulnerability. Like, oh. I liked this guy and maybe, you know, he didn't like me back or I was really hoping because it sounds like Amy, you had a similar childhood uh, that that I did and where I felt um, my, my parents were so strict that I didn't feel like I could tell them much. And so it was, um, it was a long, it was a long process. And I think that I, I bet your mom, if you're close and you guys see each other frequently, would be so grateful for like you admitting or, you know, just telling her what's affecting you emotionally. So, you know, disregard maybe tattoos and weed for right now and maybe focus on a couple more intimate things and then you guys will feel closer. And then eventually you say, yeah, oh, by the way, mom, yeah, I've got fucking sleeves, man. (laughs) And I'm fucking stoned. And I love you. Take a hit of this. Amy, you okay with this advice? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Amy, I can completely relate to what you're saying. I think a lot of people can. I know a lot of people can. 
and there's an old school way of of thinking about people and uh, I felt that judgment but once I was I had the confidence to be more honest with my parents once I started paying for their airplane tickets <laughs> they, they they were more comfortable <laughs> with who I was as a person <laughs> Amy thank you so much for hanging out with us Amy thank you I love let you let us know how it goes <laughs> thank you parents. oh Amy I love you thank you thank, thank you Amy love you too thanks bye bye Constant Simmer. Thanks so much for being here. The listeners have no idea why we're laughing, but yes. That's all right. We like to keep some things mysterious. Exactly. Thank you. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, House of Cards is coming out. That, wait are you you're in that right i am in that okay why well, you looked at me i was, I was like did i, I was plug like, the wrong thing no i was just i didn't think you were gonna plug anything because you don't need to oh i you know was, you i'm know, just like, here to hang out with friends. that's so sweet of you all right yeah, we, we're not we're not don't gonna tell plug anyone i'm on house of cards all right good night everyone <laughs> <laughs>